Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Second Timothy 3.16 says this. It says, all scripture is God what, everybody? Breathe. Breathe. Stop right there and look at me just a second. Would you just put your hand in front of your face and just, just blow on it just a second? Just feel that? That's what he's talking about. It's God breathe. He said, all scripture is God breathe and is useful to teach, teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Watch this. So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every what, everybody? Good work. That's what we say, and do good. The Bible helps you do good. Amen? Amen. God, thank you for your word today. Lord, seal it in our spirits and our hearts today, and Lord, help us. God, help us to receive it, that we may live it, and it may empower us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated, everybody. Today, as we begin our message, I want to talk to you about why, why should I read the Bible? Why? I want to start with that word why because that word why is what gives us our wings. It lifts us when we have a why. So I want you to, I want you to imagine something with me, all right? Are you ready? I'm going to let you get ready because this is big. You ready? What I want you to do is I want you to imagine with me right now that we have just entered downtown Atlanta. There are two buildings that are side by side. They're really close together, and they're 20 stories tall, okay? We're standing at the bottom, and you, gotta, you imagine this with me? We're standing at the bottom. You're there with me. We're standing at the bottom of this building, and we're looking up. And because I'm a person that believes in challenging people, I'm talking to you now. We're standing at the bottom of the building, and I'm looking up, and there is a board going across the buildings, okay? There's a board. As we're looking up, we can see there's a board going across the buildings, a little walking board. It's only about maybe a foot wide, a foot and a half wide. And so I see that, and I tell you, Listen, I challenge you to go up to the top of this building and walk across that board to the other building. And you're looking at me and you're saying what? You're crazy. That's right. See, see, there, you're getting real now, right? Okay, remember, we're still, we're still there in our minds. We're still there at the bottom of that building. And you're saying you're crazy. There's no way I would, you're going to do that. And neither would I do it. But let me just show you something. All of a sudden, we look up. And those two buildings are side by side. The building on the right is on fire. And your family is there on that, in that building. And the only way to get your family out of to safety is that you have to go up this building and you got to go across that board to get, to get to your family to rescue them. How many is going across that building? What did I do? I just changed your why. You see what happened? Is that before when it was just a, something that we wanted to do, it was, no, I ain't doing that. But when I changed your why, you'll do it. And see, so when you change your why, you get your wings. It makes, it motivates you. And so today I want to give you some things about why we should read the Bible. And I want to, as a matter of fact, I'm going to give them to you right up front. I hope you never forget this statement that we're about to say. It's coming on the screen and that is this. It's coming on the screen. Look what it says. The Bible 
I read, God breathes, I live. Come on, let's say it again, everybody. The Bible. I read, God breathes, I live. Come on, let's say it again. The Bible. I read, God breathes, and I live. That's what happens, everybody, is when we begin to read the Bible. And so I want to give you three things today that will back up that statement that we just made. The Bible, I read, and God breathes, and I live. Three things today that I want to tell you why I should read the Bible. Again, I want to give you a big why so that you will do it. One is that reading the Bible gives me life. It gives me life. Remember that we started off and I had you blow on your hand the breath you blew, you blew on your hand. Matter of fact, I'm talking right now and I can feel my breath on my hands. And I brushed my teeth today and gargled. <laughs> so I'm good. Matter of fact, the greatest thing I do for you every day, every time before I come out there, is I go hit that mouthwash. That's right. Don't want to offend anybody. And I don't want to be offended either. <laughs> and, and so what we learn is this, is that as we read the Bible, it brings life to us. In Genesis 2 and 7, that's the way it began. I cannot get past this. I keep going back to this. As the Bible says that God formed man out of dirt, just like you go to a beach and, and you would make a sandcastle or you might form something out of the sand. God did that and it was nothing, uh, nothing but dirt and sand until God did something. In Genesis 2, it says this, and 7 says, The Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground, and what, everybody? Breathe. Breathe. He breathed. God breathed into his nostrils the breath of what? Of life. And the man became a living being. It was the breath of God. It was the breath of God that made that old nothing but dirt a living being. God breathed into that dirt and Adam become a living being. Flesh gathered, bone gathered, all the cell, everything that we have gathered when that happened. The second thing I want you to see is this about what God's breath. In Psalms 30, 33 and 6, look what the Bible said happened when God breathed. It says this, the Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. Here we go. His what, everybody? He breathed. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. In other words, God, God breathed. And when he breathed, you know, he spoke the words and it says, and the solar system was born. That we're, the, the world is holding together because God breathed. He spoke it into existence. And when he spoke it into existence, there's, there's no chaos in our solar system. Everything operates the way that it should. Remember, in the beginning, we, when we started this series, we started talking about the Word of God, how we wanted to learn it, love it, and live it. And then the next week, we had uh, Katie come up here, Katie Chung come up, who is in the science field, and, and shared with us how that science always fact-checks God, is that God said it, and it's always true, and science always proved that God was right. And how their solar system, how that, you know, she told us all those things. So if you miss week number two, go back and listen to it. And then last week, Pastor Chris talked to us all about how, that, how the translations and all those things work. It was God breathed. 2 Timothy 3 and 16 says this. We just read it. Notice what the first part of that scripture is. It says, and all scripture is what, everybody? God breathed. God breathed. 
all Scripture and the Holy Bible is God-breathed. When God was speaking to man about writing, the same breath that he used to create life is the same breath that he used to share with with those men. And and Chris shared all the history about 40 different authors over 1,500 years, and they all wrote the same thing because God breathed on them. And the Bible is God's Word. You see, right now, I am talking with you, but really what you're hearing is you're hearing my breath because my breath is going across my vocal cords. And as it goes across my vocal cords, it's, 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 it's having these pitches. And, and I form words with these pitches that are coming across my vocal cords. Without my breath, I'd have no words. God's breath is his word. And his word is his breath. And what I want to tell you is that that same breath that spoke that spoke that spoke into nothingness and created something out of it. You see, there was, there was nothing out there until God spoke the world into existence by his breath. The same breath that spoke the world into existence spoke God's word into existence. And every time that you read God's word, it speaks life into you and life into your situation. And that's why the devil will keep you so busy that you don't have time to read it because he knows that you will die without a breath from God. Without your breath, you're dead. And without your breath, without God breathing into you the breath of life, you will die spiritually. And so today, I read, God breathes, I live. The Bible, I read, God breathes, and I live. It brings life to us. And that's why I'm passionate about the Bible. I'm passionate about it because it sustained my life. It's been, the, it's been the, the thing that's held me all of my life as God's Word. So today, if when I say the Bible, God, I read, God breathes, and I live. If you're not a Christ follower today and you've, you've tried to read the Bible, it didn't make any sense to you. You know, and there's some places that a lot of still today that I read, I'm like, God, when I get to heaven, you got to talk to me about that because I don't get it. Amen. <laughs> But there, for an unbeliever, for a person who reads the Bible just to read it, it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't work the way it does with believers. Why? Because our spirit is alive. When you ask Jesus Christ into your life and his spirit, like that breath, into your life, you can't see him, but he enters in. And all of a sudden, when you begin to read his word after you've invited his spirit and it changes everything. All of a sudden, you get understanding that other people can't get because they don't have his spirit in them. And that's why you have to be saved. You have to ask Jesus Christ to save you. And once you invite his spirit in, then you begin to read the word and it tunes you up. Amen, everybody? So right now, if you don't know Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity right now. Some of you, you've been waiting all week for this moment. You come just today so you could pray this prayer that you could be saved because all that's going on in the world, you know this thing ain't going to last long. Amen, everybody? Jesus is coming. So right now, would you just close your eyes, those of you online as well, and would you say this prayer in your heart, not even out loud, right now it's between you and God. Would you say this prayer? I'm going to say it and you can repeat it after me in your mind and heart. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. 
forgive me of my sins. I repent, oh God, of all the bad things that I've done. And I turn from them. And I ask you to, to give me the power and the strength that I need to live for you. I believe that you died and rose again, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Amen, everybody. Let's give God a hand for all the people that just prayed that prayer. For those of you that prayed the prayer, again, last year we had 440-some people pray the prayer in this room. And so I want to challenge you today, if you prayed that prayer, just check the box that I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower. Those of you online as well, you can check your card. And I want to send you something in the mail to help you on your journey. I don't want to leave you out here by yourself. I want to help you on your journey. So please check that box. Okay, so what are we saying, everybody, about the Bible? What are we saying? The Bible. I read, God breathes, I live. Amen, everybody? That's the Bible. That's why we read it. The second thing I would like to tell you is this, is that why should I read the Bible? Is reading the Bible teaches me what's right and wrong. The Bible teaches me what's right and wrong. Second Timothy, again, he says, this is all scriptures breathe and useful. All scriptures God breathe and useful to teach us what is true, makes us realize what is wrong. Where everybody? In our lives, not everybody else's. Come on, somebody. A lot of people just want to read the Bible so they can actually uh, throw stones at somebody else. No, 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 no. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. That's what the Bible is for, is it helps us to know what's right and wrong. There is no moral code without the Bible. You know, there is no American law without the Bible. If you go back and, and read our Constitution and, and read all of our laws and you read the Old Testament, friend, that's how America has been so successful because we were built on biblical principles. And the more we drift from the Bible, the more indebtedness we get. Amen? Amen. We, if we want to stop our national debt, we've got to turn back to God. Okay, never mind. I, I'm not getting, I'm not, you said that's political. No, it's moral, baby. It's moral. Amen? What I want to tell you today is this, is about God's word, is this, is that it teaches us from right and wrong. When Jesus was, Jesus, when, right after he was baptized, the Bible said he was led into the wilderness and he was fasting 40 days and 40 nights. And how many of you know the devil shows up in overtime when you start fasting? Amen? Anybody experience that beside me this week? Oh, there's only two or three of us. God bless you. I want to tell you what. Oh, man, I mean, I, I, I've, I've went through the, uh, the temptation these last 21 days. It's, it's been bad. I mean, it's been real bad. I've wanted to hit some people, you know. I don't, that's the truth. I mean, I, I just be transparent with you. I mean, it's like been bad. And, you know, this do good has been tested. There's a few times I wanted to take the shirt off. So forget that. Amen? Jesus went into the, uh, into the wilderness, he was, and he was praying and fasting. And when you commit yourself to leaning into God, the devil's going to show up because when you lean into God, supernatural things are going to happen. And so the devil showed up. 
And the devil showed up and he began to tempt Jesus. You know what he did? First of all, he tempted with, he tempted with uh, suicide. He says, took him up, said, why don't you jump off of this mountain here? He says, you know, God will save you. And Jesus said, oh, no, no, we don't tempt the Lord our God. Amen, everybody? No, 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 no. And then he took him up to a higher place. He showed him all the world and said, listen, he showed him all the power, all the pleasure, and all those things that he could have. said, you can have the world. Look at that hot woman over there. She's yours. You name it. You, you see that man's kingdom over there? That's yours if you want it. All you got to do is bow down to me. That's what he said. And let me tell you something. The devil's still showing you all the pleasures as well. Amen. Amen. If you'll just go off and have that one night stand, you know what you're doing. You're bowing down to him. Every time that, every time that you cheat and every time you lie and every time you steal, every time that, that we go outside of God's word, we're bowing to the devil. Amen, everybody? But Jesus said, Jesus said, oh, no, no, no. They said, the scripture says, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. I will not bow down. Amen. That's what he said. And then, and then, and then he said, well, why don't you just, you're hungry, you're starving to death. Why don't you just turn those stones into bread? And Jesus could have done that, but this is what he said in Matthew 4 and 4. Look what Jesus said. Jesus said this. Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on what, everybody? Every word, every word from the mouth of God. Why? Because he knew that God's word was God breath. And when God breathes, you live. Amen, everybody. And when I read, God breathes and I live. And that's what we want for you. See, I, I, a long time ago, I read this scripture and I was thinking about the next generation and how they're struggling so much and why they're struggling. And I determined this is because they don't know the word of God. And then I begin to say these words right here. You can't do better or be better until you know better. And the, the, our children are, are suffering because they don't know about God's word. They're starving to death. They're lifeless. Why are they so anxious? Why are they, why are they so depressed? It's because they don't have the spirit of God inside of them. And when we, when we read the word of God and we share the word of God with the next generation, all of a sudden they become alive and they're, fe- they're not fearful anymore. They're full of faith and power of the spirit of God. Amen, everybody. It's the Word of God. It's the Word of the Bible. I read, God breathes, and I live. Amen? If the next generation is ever going to come alive, it's got to be through the Word of God. But when they will read, God will breathe, and they will live. Amen? I've never been more passionate. I see them struggling so bad. And the world is telling them, run from God's word. Run from God's word. And the more they run, the more hopeless they feel. God's word is alive, everybody. It's not like any other book. Any other book, you can read it and you read it and that was all right. You may have learned a principle or two and that's wonderful. But God's word's alive. It doesn't just stop. When you read, it stays alive inside of you. It never goes away. The Bible says it. Hebrews 4, 12, look what it says. Here it is. The word of God is what, everybody? Alive and. That means that once you get in it, it never goes away. It's like a virus inside of you that lives there forever. Amen? It doesn't go away. It's for your good. It's for your good. Here we go. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It cuts all the way through to where the soul and the spirit meet, to where the joints and the marrow come together. It judges. See, I don't have to be your judge, and you don't have to be my judge. 
If you get in the Bible, it'll take care of all you need. Amen? It judges the desires and thoughts of the heart. Listen, if you listen to a lie long enough, you'll think that, you'll, you'll, be, you'll start believing that lie as a truth. You may even be, you may, if you believe a lie long enough, you can even fool a lie detector. Because you believe it. You're calm because you believe it so much. And the only way you're ever going to know the truth is God's Word. Remember, the Bible. I read, God breathes, and I live. And I just look at so many people who's bought a lie. They're believing a lie. They're believing a lie. It reminds me of this story that I heard so long ago. It's a great example. You know, an elephant, back when, you know, when the elephants were allowed to be a part of a circus, that a little baby elephant would be trained, and the way they would be trained is they would go capture a baby elephant, and they would take it, and they would drive a stake into the ground, and they would put a chain on its, on its leg, and the little baby elephant would pull and pull and pull, and it could not move that stake until finally its wheel was broken. And remember, an elephant never forgets. So once it was told a lie when it was a baby, it believed a lie when it's an adult. And as an adult, that elephant will have a chain around its ankle, around its leg. And that, here's a picture of it, as a matter of fact. You can see that chain around that elephant's leg. Now, see how big that leg of that elephant is? All that elephant has to do is just give one little pull, pull and it'll, it'll rip whatever's holding it away. But because that elephant believed a lie, that it was too weak, it wasn't strong enough, and it couldn't do it anymore, therefore it is a prisoner now of something that's holding us back, and that's called a stronghold, everybody. It's a lie that you're believing that's holding you back. And that elephant is because it never forgets, it believes that it still doesn't have the power to move from where it is. And the devil has told so many of you that you will never get better. You're always going to be this way. Life is always going to be like this. You can't get ahead. It's everybody else that gets ahead, but you're always passed over. I want to tell you that's a stronghold in your life and it's a lie and it's time that you quit believing those baby lies that you were told when you were a child and when you were a teenager that you can't and you'll never be. That was a lie of the devil and you do not let it hold you back in the name of Jesus Christ. I will believe the word of God. The word of God says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can't hold me back anymore because that was a lie then but I hold to the truth of God now. Amen everybody. It's, it's the Bible, everybody. The Bible. I read and God breathes and I live. I live. Listen, there is no drug that can do you like the Bible. I believe in therapists, buddy. I believe in counseling. I have spent my time in a, in a counselor's office and thank God for it. But I'm going to tell you something. That alone will not do it. You've got to have the living breath of God. Amen? Amen? Let this be your first step, not your last step. When I breathe, the Bible is unlike any other book because when you read it, it reads you. It's amazing. The Bible, the Bible, when, when you read God's Word, it reads you. The Bible helps us to know who God is and we will never know who we are until we know who God is. Amen. Did you hear that? 
The Bible helps you know who God is. You will never understand you until you understand God. When you get a glimpse of who he is, then you can understand you. You can understand you. So I want to ask you, we read the Bible. You know, back in the day, back in 1995, our church was a little bitty church. We was in Forest Park at that time. And I remember I got the privilege of getting a cordless microphone. Man, I was somebody with a cordless microphone. (laughs) Back then, we all had a cord. You couldn't move around like, like I'm doing now. You had that cord. You had to drag that cord with you everywhere you went. But I got a cordless microphone. And I'm telling you, I was big time. I was ready for television. (laughs) And I remember getting that cordless microphone the first Sunday that I had it. I was so excited. I couldn't wait to get to church. I got there and I got up to preach and I got my cordless microphone and I I started at it about like I'm doing today. This crazy. And all of a sudden, about about, about, uh, 10 minutes in, I was preaching on that cordless microphone and all of a sudden we heard breaker breaker one nine. <laughs> Ten four, good buddy. Because all the traffic, you know, all the interstates around Forest Park, all those truckers were coming in on my microphone. <laughs> and they were teaching my people things that they should not hear that I was teaching again. They would curse and say things, so needless to say, my cordless microphone didn't work. But what I did learn is back in the day on the CB radio, some of you have to Google what a CB radio is. <laughs> the truckers had them. And what I learned is that when they agreed with somebody, they'd say 10-4, 10-4. I didn't know what that meant, but 10-4. Like, yeah, it's like amen in church. <laughs> truckers, amen, 10-4. They would do 10-4. Well, I want to give you a 10-4 today. I want to ask you, will you give us 10 minutes four days a week in God's word? 10-4, 10-4. Why? Because the Bible, I read, God breathes, and I live. The Bible, I read, God breathes, and I live. The third thing I want to share with you is this. Reading the Bible, reading the Bible is God's invitation to think bigger thoughts. To think bigger thoughts. Again, we'll go to 2 Timothy 3.16. All scriptures God breathed and useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. And I love that NLT translation here. It says this, God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do what, everybody? Okay, look at my shirt here. Do good. The, when you read the Bible, you do good. It, it helps you do good, everybody. Remember, it feels good to do good. And when God's breathing on you, you want to do good. So that's why you want to read the Bible. Do good. God's word helps us to do good. And let me just say this to you. If your faith doesn't motivate you to do good, your faith is no good. If your love, you say, I love you. Well, if your love's not motivating you to do good, it's no good. Oh, go on, Jeff. Okay, I will. (laughs) Isaiah 55 and 7, look, he said, let the wicked leave their ways of, uh, let the wicked leave their way of life and change their way of thinking. 
Let them turn to the Lord, our God. He is merciful and quick to forgive. My thoughts, says the Lord, are not like yours. Amen, everybody? And my ways are different from yours. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways and my thoughts above yours. That means when you're trying to figure out how God's going to do your miracle, you can't figure it out. Because his ways are higher than your ways. And that's why we have to read the Bible. You know, when we begin to read the Bible, we begin, our faith begins to grow. And we begin to think of bigger possibilities. Our thoughts go from my thoughts to God's thoughts. That's why Romans 10, 17 is a, is a great passage of Scripture because, again, it affirms the Bible. Look what it says. It says this, So then faith comes by what, everybody? Hearing, hearing and hearing by the what? Word of God, your faith grows when the Word of God is beginning to shared. And, you, and when you, there's nothing, you know, it's wonderful when you hear the Word of God from me, but it's greater when you hear the Word of God from you. I want to challenge you to read the Word out loud. I want to challenge you, those, I want to challenge you those 10 minutes, why don't you practice reading the Bible out loud? Because when you hear you say the Word of God, it does something special for you, amen? God's really breathing into you. And it's, and, it's, and it's these bigger thoughts. And I want you to know that God's got bigger plans for your life than what you see right now. And we're, you know, right now, you're, you feel like you may be stuck somewhere. You feel like, you know, things are not moving forward. And it feels like that you, you've been praying about some things and they haven't happened. And you're starting to want to give up. Don't you give up. Don't you give up one because God is working. He's doing something right now that you cannot see and it's going to happen in a way that you never anticipated happening because God is doing what you cannot do. Amen, everybody? And that's what faith is all about is believing God for bigger and expecting Him to do it. And that's what I want to challenge you to do because when we begin to pray and believe, things happen. You know, on January the 2nd, something happened. Something happened. There was a football game that was being played between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. And on that night, all of a sudden, there was a player by the name of DeMar Hamlin. He went to make a tackle, and when he did, he, he hit the player of Cincinnati. And, and all, many of us watched his, his legs become weak and wobble and fall on the ground, and the man died. He was dead for over nine minutes, everybody. He was dead. And, and you and I didn't know it that well, but the players on the field knew that it was there. The word was passing quickly. And all of a sudden, we begin to see the, these NFL football players on their knees before Almighty God. They were praying to Almighty God. Amen? That, that moment, that moment was not about the pay, and it wasn't about the play. It was about the pray, everybody. It was about the pray. And as they got on their knees, there was a multi-million dollar man that had everything that money could buy, everything that money could give them, but money couldn't do what they needed then. And when the money runs out, and when, the, when, the, when everything else runs out, when the fame runs out, and it does you no good, everybody goes to their knees because there's something inside of all of us that know that there's a God that is still alive and well. And there was a seed inside of those football players that said, listen, you know, where, where, where were the protesters 
years in. We can't even pray at a high school football game. And there they are on national television, down on their knees on that field and say, we're not playing, we're praying. Amen, everybody. And as they begin to pray, something happened, everybody. The fans on the outside, they got on their knees and they begin to pray. And all of a sudden, the commentators on ESPN, well, the said, said, we can't do anything else. We got to pray, everybody. And as they begin to pray, God began to move. I want to tell you, it was Almighty God that breathed into Lamar Hamlin. And the reason he's alive and well today is because the people of God decided we don't care what everybody else thinks. We're going to pray and we're going to believe. And a man's alive today because we prayed and we believed the Word of God. And when we read the God's Word, God breathed and he come alive again. Amen, everybody. When we pray, when we hold to God's word, God moved and God just showed up and showed out in front of all the world. Today, today we've been praying, we've been fasting, and we've been reading the word and God is breathing, everybody. The only thing that you need and the only thing that I need is to be willing to say, God, here's what I want to bring before you and believe for the miracle. And I'm believing today is the day going to be a, a God miracle day. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.